0: Councilmember Gamble, would you lead us in the Pledge of Allegiance tonight? With
1: pleasure, Madam Mayor. Please stand. And join me in the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag.
0: Thank you very much. Ms. Diaz, can we get a roll call, please? Mayor Figueroa? Here. Mayor Pro Tem Holloway? Here. Council Member Beale? Here.
1: Council Member Gamble? Here. Councilmember Member McGurr?
0: Here. Great. thank you very much. We're moving on to presentations and proclamations, and tonight we have a presentation from April Josephson from the Orange County Mosquito and Vector Control District with an update tonight. Hello, April, good to see you. Good evening, honorable mayor and council members. Um, I wanted to first show a little video
2: about uh, mosquitoes um, from the vector control district. This year is the 75th anniversary, and this week actually is the 75th anniversary of the mosquito and vector control district. And they actually started as vector control, but they added mosquito, I think, about the time that I started on the board of trustees, about eight years ago, so that people would understand. and. Um, The invasive Aedes mosquito has been the big issue since the time that I have been on the board. So um, this brief video kind of gives everybody an idea of what to look for and um, how to treat it. And all all of the cities in uh, Orange County now have um, these invasive Aedes mosquitoes. Proud to say RSM was the last city. It took, it took until it, they invaded everywhere else and came upon us. Kodo even had them before we had them. So um, anyway, you can go ahead and show the video.
3: Eliminating mosquito breeding sources will provide a dramatic decrease in mosquito population. If you're unable to get rid of a water source, OC Mosquito and Vector Control recommends following these tips. You can place mosquito dunks or bits in a consistent water source on your property. The treatment contains a naturally occurring soil bacterium that kills mosquito larvae and will prevent a mosquito hatch off. The treatment is good for 30 days. Place mosquito fish in out-of-service pools, fountains, or ponds. The fish are free and can be picked up at OC Vector headquarters. The fish are aggressive, reproduce at fast rates, and love to eat mosquito larvae and pupa. The most effective way to reduce mosquitoes around your area is to eliminate standing water and potential water sources. Don't assume your property doesn't have any standing water. These new invasive species often breed in small sources. Check weekly for items that can hold any amount of water. All Orange County residents need to take responsibility for their own yards. Work with your neighbors to help prevent 80s breeding sources and the spread of diseases. For more information, visit ocvector.org.
2: So um, that is the biggest issue that they've been treating for for the last few years. Um, They have other videos on their website that show you that you can actually, those similar sources can be found in your own home, and you can actually be breeding indoors. So there's a lot of stuff that um, I think the public might want to educate themselves on if they think there's anything going on. In Rancho, unlike other cities, the main issues we've had have been they've been treating for the uh, red imported fire ant. The um, the pools are have been treated. The the ones that have been neglected and turned green and and um, they've started doing aerial spotting of pools over the county um, with drones and things. So that's been helping um, identify them. And when you look at every city's reporting, we still based on our great infrastructure, planned community, and everything we do and, you know, all of the maintenance between the city and Samlark, um, we are, by far, we are, like, the least susceptible to any of the issues. Um, The last couple of years, the um, invasive 80s mosquito has started taking a back seat to um, flea-borne typhus. We've we've had flea-borne typhus again in humans. Um, I don't know if maybe when Jerry was on or somebody else before me was on the board. Um, they had an outbreak of flea-borne typhus, and it's transmitted by opossum, feral cats, things like that. Um, there's been a lot of controversy in the county. Speaking from my animal care side, the county has stopped doing trap, neuter, and return of feral cats. And so there's been an explosion in the feral cat population. And they're also not taking in healthy stray cats and telling people to dump them back on the streets. So the population on the streets of cats has been exploding, both feral and friendly. And um, last year, I think they had 24 human cases, and we're getting close to, I think it was 14 the last time I looked, um, for human cases of flea-borne typhus. Luckily, it's treatable, um, and it's more... It's more easily diagnosable than uh, West Nile virus, which is one of the biggest concerns with the mosquitoes and the 80s um, the mosquitoes. Um, so most of the issues, again, North County, Central County, South County is the last to have it. But as of last month, there was something new that they reported, which was a tick found in Aliso and Woods Canyons with Rocky Mountain spotted fever. So there we are susceptible to different things, and as long as everyone um, treats their own property and and tells neighbors you know what to do for um, mosquito flea tick prevention um, I think Rancho is is basically doing much better job than than the rest of the county and um in I don't expect that. This coming the rest of this season, because the hot weather is the mosquito season and especially the humid hot weather. Um, I don't expect that we're going to have a lot of reports locally about um, the mosquitoes. Um, I I think it's still going to just be pretty much in the north part of the county. And in Santa Ana, they're doing some um, preventive spraying now at this point because they found um, a little pocket area where they had some. So they're doing some treatment and then preventive spraying around it. Um, And they're not doing aerial spraying, so all the people that worry about that, that is a last resort. Um, But this year has pretty much been more about education, celebrating the anniversary. And um, we reopened with um, an update the Discovery Cube's um, display for the OC Mosquito and Vector Control District. um, And at the uh, grand opening where, where we it had been updated and we opened it last month, um, they introduced a book called Grandmother Mosquito that was written by the public education officer for the district. She goes to the schools. She It's a really cute, really informative, very brief book. She's placed one in every public library, so there's one in the Rancho Library for students and um it can be ordered I think at six ninety nine on Amazon so it's this has been a, a great educational venture to try to capture the youth and um I'm just I, I think the district has been extremely proactive. We have a good director for the last few years so all of these things we've done have been pretty much prevention and and we see that the mosquito numbers are down. Um, but at, by the end of the year, we are expecting our uh, district manager to retire, so there may be a transition. Anyways, I I, I didn't prepare a formal presentation because um, I, I think we're Rancho is really great, and I think just prevention and education is all, is what we need to do locally. Did
0: anybody have any questions of me? Any questions for April tonight? No. Councilmember peel
3: First off, April, thank you for your report, and thanks for the tremendous job that you do for our city uh, on this important um, vector control district. If a Rancho Santa Margarita resident was interested in getting their hands on some mosquito fish, how do you recommend they go about doing that?
2: They actually have a mosquito fish request right on the website. So you go to ocvector.org. And there's a link not just to education, there's a link for service calls, there's a link to order mosquito fish. They breed them right at the district office in Garden Grove.
3: Thanks so much.
0: Any other questions for April tonight? Thanks, April. Thank you. So, April, thank you so much. And we want to wish Orange County Mosquito and Vector Control on their 75th anniversary. Congratulations. And thank you so much for your service to our city, your years of service. So we really, really appreciate it. And thank you for being here tonight. And thank you for your trust in me. (laughs) Okay, moving along, schedule of future events. Ms. City Manager. Thank you very much, Madam Mayor and members of the City Council. Summer is almost drawing to a close. We have the last summer concert this year to be held this Sunday, August 14th. The band is 90s Rock Show. It will be at Central
4: Park from 6 to 8 p.m., and we hope to see everyone from the community out this Sunday. Thank you.
0: Thank you very much. Okay, moving on to public comments. This is the time to address the City Council on any matter not listed on this agenda that is within the subject matter jurisdiction of the City Council. Public comments are limited to three minutes per person and a time limit of 15 minutes for this segment of the public comments portion of the agenda. I do have one public comment tonight, and that's Mr. Bobby Cox. Good evening, Mr. Cox. How good to you? see you.
5: It's good to see you, too. Welcome back. Thank you. Yeah, I'm going back again in October, in October, I had a huge bicycle accident, I got, my head's kind of messed up, I had, what's it called, uh, what are you, uh, vertigo, and I've been trying to be treated for that, did I tell you I got in a bicycle accident in Tennessee?
0: I <laughs> you hope you're doing better, Bobby.
5: Thank you so much, I appreciate it, I hope I do too, at least they found a brain in there. I'm not gonna say this probably again anymore, but I just need to just for this point. And it's, what that, it's the one point that I always make going back to October 8th, 2008, when Mayor, Mayor Neil Blaze asked the city attorney for a report on AB 32 and SB 375, which transfers, listen, which transfers all land use authority away from the municipality to a regional board and other entities. The other night I was here and I was trying because AFFH, Affirmatively Furthering Fair Housing, was being instituted here by law. I tried to make a point on how serious this is, how devastating this is to our community. And if you look back at that comment right there, you'll, you'll see. And I, then I, I left. Nobody here had to leave, I left. But when I left, uh, somebody said, why did he bring this up? about this affirmatively furthering fair housing and because unaware to that point and this was at the the meeting the other night they said the open pu- the public comment period is still open it's being resumed and then a voice said and i believe it was mr bingham said you know it's just semantics at this point anyhow in other words get that get that comment and you know mark it off The Affirmatively Furthering Fair Housing is a law added by former President Barack Obama to the 1968 Fair Housing Act aimed at expanding federal influence over the suburbs. In 2015, the outgoing Housing and Urban Development Secretary, Sean Donovan, under Barack Obama, acknowledged AFFH isn't about blocking actual cases of housing discrimination. Instead, this rule uses the language of fighting discrimination to re-engineer Americans' housing choices. Affirmatively furthering fair housing forces every municipality receiving federal fund CDGB. Excuse me, I'm sorry forces every municipality receiving federal aid to conduct a survey of its neighborhoods by race, ethnicity, and income. Right? Done. Checked off here. If this mixture is not to the federal government's liking, changes would have to be made on pain of losing federal funding. This would effectively strip local governments of their zoning powers. This would abolish the suburbs, eliminate single-family housing.
0: Mr. Koch. just one more minute, just if you can wind it up. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm
5: going to wind it up right now. Just give, if you give me one second, I appreciate it. (laughs) Bye-bye, Richard Reese and your master plan. It's eliminated with this. Uh, Mr. Beal, during the the wonderful presentation, the dedication of the street to Richard Reese that you, you made one comment. You said every time I make a vote around here, I think about Richard Reese and how that would affect this community. It's going to destroy, this, this would destroy the community. I really hope you guys uh, would listen to me because you know what, or otherwise, at this point it's just semantics, right?
0: Thank you, Bobby. We know that you care about our city tremendously, so thank you so much for being here.
5: The fifteen-minute public comment period is should be very. I mean, the three minutes. I understand it, but we know why it's made. It's because you got fifteen minutes, and people want to speak. So you got three minutes. If there's one person,
0: yeah. So Bobby, uh, no, I'm just you you this. I'm not. I'm not good. We're here. glad to hear you on the second. Okay. Portion. I just
5: want I want people to think about that because this yeah. fifteen-minute period should we, be the most important one that comment. you guys accept. I would think. Yeah. Okay.
0: Thank you so much, Bobby, for being here. We appreciate it. Thank you. Okay, Ms. Diaz, are there any other public comments this evening? There are none. Okay. Okay, moving on um, to the consent calendar. All matters on the consent calendar are to be approved in one motion unless a council member, staff, or a member of the public requests a separate action on a specific item on the consent calendar. Is there anything to be removed, or do I hear a motion to approve?
3: Move to approve.
6: Second.
0: All in favor, say aye. 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 Consent calendar passes. Okay, Moving on to public hearing items, there are none this evening, continued items, there are none this evening, new business, there is none this evening. We're back to public comments, this is the time to address the City Council on any matter not listed on this agenda, that is within the subject matter jurisdiction of the City Council. Public comments are limited to three minutes per person, this segment of the public comments portion of the agenda shall not exceed a total of 15 minutes. Are there any other public comments this evening? Okay, moving on. City Manager Report, Mr. Vantes.
4: I have none this evening. Thank you.
0: Okay, moving on to matters presented by Mayor and Council Members, Committee Assignment Reports, Community Associations of Rancho Mayor Pro Tim Holloway for the August second, twenty twenty two meeting. Thank you.
4: Thank you. I was unable to attend that meeting, but I know some of our staff was there. I would ask the City Manager to uh, summarize.
0: Yes, uh, Brendan Dugan, our public works director, was there, and uh, he can give that report. Thank you.
4: Uh, yes, so uh, the
6: general counsel for the group uh, really just went through legislation coming down from the state um, that's going to affect uh, rental units, you know, building accessory dwelling units, things of that nature. So it was really just a legislative recap
3: of everything that would have impacted HOA. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Okay, moving on. Orange County Fire Authority Councilmember Gamble.
1: Good evening. Thank you, Madam Mayor, colleagues. Um, we had a, a a five hour OCFA meeting. Yeah, yeah, it's, the fun never ends over there. Um, and so, uh, one of the I'm going to hit two highlights of the meeting. Uh, the first is uh, OCFA needs to purchase new helicopters, um, we have an opportunity to lease them. Uh, for a period of time, uh, extending out to 15 years. So the board is evaluating the various lease options in the context of our budget and also in the context of salary increases or the, the outcome of union negotiations. So we're modeling you know, various um, uh, pay and benefit package increases together with the lease terms and the lease um, uh, durations. So there's an important item to think about uh, when uh, OCFA purchases helicopters and all the equipment and the maintenance of the helicopters and the pilots that operate the helicopters. Um, we have two different types of cities in OCFA, and we've talked about that before. Rancho Santa Margarita, our type of city, is a structural fire fund city, so we don't have a line item in our budget for firefighting like we do for police services. Our money goes directly to OCFO, and there's a number of cash contract cities, and these are people who have or who had some type of fire service in their city, and they're Either they had their own fire department or they contracted elsewhere, and now they're contracting with OCFA, so they have a line item in their budget. Interestingly, through the years, and I still have uh, worked diligently on this uh, with no success, I've not found out the answer to this one issue, that the only funding for helicopters, the Irvine facility, all the equipment, the training of the helicopter pilots, our hand crew, all of our heavy bulldozers, the warehouse that we keep them in, the people who drive them, all of the training for them, are only borne by the structural fire fund cities. The cash contract cities only pay for the personnel and the equipment that is in their fire stations. So when there is a fire... Over one of the cash contract cities and OCFA's helicopter and helicopter pilots come, the cash contract cities do not pay for that. And so I have never found out, you know, I've been on the board forever, all the way back to 2000. I never participated in a vote where we made that decision. And that is somehow supposedly written into our JPA. So if I win the publisher's clearinghouse sweepstakes or I'm struck by lightning, the one thing that I hope my replacement does is to advance the notion that all cities, whether they're cash contract or structural fire fund, pay equally or proportionally for the infrastructure, including dispatch, the dispatchers, new computers for the accounting department. You know, whatever it is that goes toward running OCFA, that every city play, pay proportionally for that. And so that is my charge uh, to accomplish. So to that end, um, we are, as I've told you, in uh, union negotiations. But when you think about it, if all the infrastructure costs are borne by, let's pretend a city, so we have firefighters in our city that would like you know, a, a raise. Well, the only people that have money to pay for that raise is the people that live on the west side of the city. The people on the east side of the city aren't, aren't, aren't paying for the helicopters and the infrastructure. And so therefore, when that burden is only on the people on the west side of the city, you run out of money. And so there's not enough money to tend to staff like they would like. So this is an imbalance, a structural imbalance, that I've never been able to source. What was the date of the meeting? Where was it discussed? And how did this get decided? And I've been on that board since 2000 with a short break. So nearly 15 years of service, and not a single person can answer that question. So if... All of the cities paid their proportional fair share of the cost of providing the services to their cities. There would be adequate funds to make good financial decisions about the purchase or lease of helicopters, the staff that need to fly them, the location that we need to house them, together with a, a reasonable pay package for our employees. So these two items are inextricably tied together. So, in front of you, um, I put a little briefing sheet of the average pay and benefits. Uh, I know that these have been protracted negotiations. We are not at impasse. Um, we in Rancho Santa Margarita value our fire firefighters, and we appreciate them. Uh, they they are a part of our city family, um, and. Uh, some cities have referred to them as just contractors, which, you know, as a long-serving board member, really irritates me. <coughs> Nonetheless, um, I think the, the, our bargaining unit, 3631, uh, would like to bring this to resolution, so with the board. And so we're, we're negotiating amicably, but as this has gone on for a long time, and I've done this job for a long time, I think it's important now to share just with you, my colleagues, um, the uh, pay and benefit information so that should you be contacted, uh, that you have the latest data that I have. And so beyond that, it's inappropriate for me to have any further conversations about you know pay and benefit package offers and, and the actual negotiations. Um, but as I said, they as you know, they've they're taking longer than I think any party wishes that they take um, before you reach a, you know, an amicable agreement. And so uh, thanks for the opportunity to jump on my soapbox and share what I feel is a, a structural deficiency in that agency that's creating either further problems. Push is now met shove. Uh, thank you very much, Madam
0: Mayor. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. All right, moving on to 10.2. It's council member reports and comments. Council members?
6: Council member McGurk. Thank you, Madam Mayor. Uh, we've been uh, gone for a few weeks, our little summer break, and uh, during that period of time, we've had some phenomenally successful concerts at the park. Thousands of people have been there, and I want uh, uh, to send kudos to the city staff, RSM Cares, uh, the Chamber of Commerce here in Rancho Santa Margarita, and the National Charity League, and captain kennedy and ocsd for really assisting in, in creating this wonderful program every summer every year we do this and this year is no different it's been very very successful um, i have uh, been making comments from the stage as as some of us know about a young man here in our city and I want to just throw out the information regarding Mr. Melendez Cruz Melendez as we all know was involved in a traffic accident on uh, Antonio on May 23rd. He was just driving home from work He's a 17 year old triathlete who attends Tribuco Hills High School driving home from work from Ladera coming home to Rancho Santa Margarita. And uh, unfortunately, a woman um, driving the opposite direction went over the median and hit him head-on. She died in the incident. Cruz has been hospitalized ever since that point in time. Now it's been 78 days. He's undergone 15 surgeries, and he's looking at the amputation of his right leg. There, The family does not have medical insurance. The opposing driver was uninsured, so there was a $15,000 limit on anything there. <clears throat> so needless to say... The family is in dire need of assistance financially um, and, and, and from the public, uh, not just money, I suppose, but support. Um, and uh, I have a GoFundMe page for a cruise up on my Facebook page. And so anybody who wishes to uh, contribute to that, obviously the family would be extremely grateful if one were to do so. Um, and so I wanted to make sure I brought that up. Um, I also want to... Uh, mentioned two more things or actually one more Rancho Family Fest is coming back October 8 and 9 uh, Again, this is another collaborative event put on by the RSM Chamber of Commerce with the assist- assistance Obviously of the city of Rancho Santa Margarita and Samlark Lark and RSM cares and many other organizations within the city It's going to be great. It's going to be great again We have some phenomenal bands coming uh, some of them played already this summer Uh, redneck rodeo the reflex tijuana dogs a lot of great bands so uh, it's an opportunity for the community not just to get together but to contribute back to some of these businesses who over the last two years have suffered due to covid and you know pandemic everyone has had to pay a price and so it's an opportunity to get out and enjoy the sun and enjoy your neighbors and and uh, buy some food and explore and experience some other uh, restaurants that we have here in the city and finally, I just want to send out my prayers and thoughts to Don Duclos, who's undergoing surgery tomorrow. So all my best to Madam Mayor. And um, that's all I have. Thank you very much. Any other reports tonight? Mm-hmm. Yes.
4: Mayor Tem. Even though it seems like the middle of summer school is starting, our local high school starts tomorrow. Oh, wow. They're not happy about it, I'm sure, but they're <laughs> back <laughs> yeah, yeah. tomorrow. Um, so, I you know, Chief Kennedy and her... Uh, the deputies are well aware of that and will be out in full force as they always are, but just a reminder to slow down, have patience for our teenage drivers that are back in town. Um, crossing guards are back being active again. I, I, are we in full swing with school within say a week? Ten days-ish? Is that fair to say? Okay. Okay, thank you. Yeah, just uh, it might take another 30 seconds to get to the toll road. Well, that's okay. So please uh, be aware of the kids and uh, have patience with our teenage drivers and um, parking on Dove Canyon Drive. Thank you.
0: Any other reports this evening? Okay, we're gonna go ahead and adjourn. The next regular meeting of the City Council will be held Wednesday, August 24th, 2022 at 7 p.m. in the City Council Chambers here at City Hall. Meeting adjourned.